hardiest prime. Hi, and welcome to Nerdiest Prime. We are reviewing Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, and we're doing a double header, Episode 1, Episode 2 together. And uh, we're joined once again by Jenny Johnson, and of course, uh, Namir and Alan. And let's dive I'm right in. I'm here too. <laughs> I just said Namir and Alan. <laughs> Namir and Alan. And we're going to dive right in, and let's start with... Uh, let's start with episode one, and Jenny, what are your first impressions? Okay. First impressions? Um, I liked how, you know, there was some carryover from last season, you know, um, it gave us uh, just, just sort of a snapshot of, of where everyone was at this point. You know, we see the time has passed. Um, I enjoyed, I don't know, I liked it. It was like a caper, you know? I, 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 I liked sort of the energy of it and jumping right into some action and kind of, you know, getting, a, it was fun. Like it was a fun episode. It looks like it made you want to dance. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, uh, Alan. Uh, yeah, this one was a, it was a fun action adventure romp. Um, I, I had a, had a few problems with it um story wise uh i felt i felt pike being missing was a bit of a detriment because you know ants and Matt carry so much of this show um but it, it was it was fine it was fun um it, it it wasn't like a substantive you know meaty meaty episode but it was just a fun action adventure okay i feel bad because i don't i didn't like it but i feel like i always don't like it um <laughs> Which is largely, I guess, true. But, you know, I I had some issues with the pacing. I didn't think it felt like a first episode. You know, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about the, um, the second episode, but um, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it, it felt like it was kind of... Uh, there, were, there were pieces kind of missing uh, out of it, which was a little bit strange. Uh, Lon really didn't have anything to do um, I missed Anson Mount as as Pike. He wasn't in the episode at all, and frankly, that's why I watched the show because he's he's pretty awesome. Um, and the Mbenga uh, Nurse Chapel um, John Wick kind of fight scene that lasted like <laughs> eight to an hour long minutes, um, <laughs> I was not a big fan of. It didn't feel right to me. So, I, you know, there were pieces in there that that I liked, but it didn't really hang together as a mm. as a cohesive kind of story and I, I just couldn't get over that i really like this episode a lot i thought episode one was fantastic um i think my only real complaint is that it kind of wraps it up too quickly at the end which is very similar to episode one of season one where you have this great premise kind of a caper situation as well and you know really what it comes down to and this is true for episode two as well is that i really like this show and so I'm on board. And so even though it, it does three threads, like stealing the Enterprise um, or, you know, dealing with things that I've seen before, I'm still having a good time. And and every time I go, well, it wasn't a perfect episode. And then I go back and I go, but it was way better than Code of Honor or it was way better than Hero, <laughs> Hero Worship. And I love 
Star Trek: The Next Generation is like my favorite show ever. So there hasn't there hasn't yet been a Strange New World episode that is as bad as some episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I love that show. So I like this show too. How can you know? You can't keep comparing everything to Code of Honor. Code of Honor is like the worst <laughs> episode in all of Star Trek. It's just, it's just not fair. Like compared it's to it's legitimate. Like, relatively it's good. legitimate. I'll, I'll compare it to like hero, so. hero worship or Violation in season five. These are horrible episodes that I hope I never see ever again. Shades of Grey. Shade, what a waste of air time. Even, even Shades of Grey is like a better episode <laughs> than those episodes. But I'm saying there hasn't been any Stranger Worlds that's been that bad. Is there any been any Stranger Worlds that's as good as, you know, Best of Both Worlds or Yes mm. Enterprise? Alan would say yes, but I would say no. <laughs> Okay, but but you're. I really love that finale last year. <laughs> every every season of Stranger Worlds only has ten episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you're you're comparing it to a show where every season has like twenty two episodes, right? So the sample sizes are different. I so I don't think you can you can do that. I I think if I were you, Lucas, I would compare it to nothing and just say, well, is it a good show or a good episode <laughs> just on its own merits? But, I'm, uh, I'm, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm having, I'm having a good time. So you just don't like that I like it. I don't. I, I just want everybody <laughs> to have my the same opinion as me. That that's it's because you're it's because you're secretly legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm secretly pork. I might be. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so so let's talk about the um, kind of the reintroduction to all the characters, um, and basically the premise that. In order to save Lahan, they have to steal the Enterprise. How do we feel about, about that? Let's start with Namir, since he likes to complain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was amazing. No, I didn't. I actually didn't like that at all. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, the you know, stealing the Enterprise, it's fine. I mean, it's kind of a, a cliche. Um, they kind of did it pretty easily. I think we we had talked about this a little bit, and um, you know, we Alan and I both kind of agreed that um, it didn't really make sense. Like they just kind of stole the Enterprise, and then there was mm-hmm. nothing that happened as a result mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. The, the you know the Federation was just kind of like, mm, okay, you know, I guess <laughs> I guess they're stealing it. What should we do? You know, like I, I don't know. Let's go do some admin. You know, and that, that was you know that was kind of <laughs> it. So. I don't disagree with that. I think I just don't care as much, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's I, like a Lucas uh, response. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, there are there are, are lots of valid criticisms. I just tend to be a pretty easy going, you know, like, like, like my my brain is so good at just at just coming up with the reasons why oh well this is you know like it just explains everything for me and it's it's wonderful um yeah i mean uh admiral april he's like hey spock don't do that again mm. you know like it was so, i mean yeah yeah clearly yeah like like not even it was just sort of like you know <laughs> so yeah, I, I I agree that maybe there might have been some points missed in that respect. <laughs> I feel like, like that we, 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 you know, that I think that there's been a lot of instances of the Enterprise being stolen or a ship being mm. stolen 
like it's a thing they've done a million times before and i went like how many times have they actually done it they did it and uh one one zero zero one zero zero one except they didn't steal it the other guy stole it right but it's just like stealing it was stolen yeah 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 and then they stole the defiant Mm -hmm. in the defiant right and am i missing what else alan and q That was the wrong time to take a gulp of water. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I don't know if there is, is any more ship stealing. So um, it's like three. It's like three. They stole a ship like, oh, no. in Picard. They or no, I guess or, no, Picard sees yeah. three. Oh, technically, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah, stole yeah. a ship. And I, yeah. I'm pretty they sure Kirk stole the Enterprise in the first, in the original series. I seem to remember some sort of trial. Well, per, well, trial. Spock stole the Enterprise. I guess technically he. Oh, he did. It. He did steal the Enterprise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably oh, and, what this... Yeah, this and Data. Is, yeah. Data stole the Enterprise and Brothers. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Nice. So you're right. It, it did happen a lot. So yeah. yeah, you're right. It's like a trope now. It's not even like... The problem I had with it was was the fact that there's no chase. Like like they mm. they stole stole the... Like in Deep Space Nine and Defiant, he stole Defiant. They realized that there was no actual warp core breach. And then they went after him. Like, why didn't no one from Starbase One go after the Enterprise when they stole it? Like, clearly, they thought there was a warp core breach. There wasn't a warp core breach, and they just warp off to go find Laan. And it was like, should they send some ships after them? Like, oh my God, they're stealing our flagship. Mm-hmm. We should probably go and uh, arrest them. You know why? It, it's because it just happens so often that they're just like, oh, I guess they're stealing it again. Yeah, like, yeah. it must have a good. He's gonna dry race four and just wipe it <laughs> yeah. off. It's like day since last starship <laughs> theft. <laughs> now we're back to zero. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it, it was only like one before. <laughs> yeah. In the in in the process of trying to steal a ship, we get introduced to the, the uh, brand new crew member uh, who's gonna be the from what I hear, the engineer. Uh, I don't remember her name, but... Um, Pelia. What is it? Pelia. Pelia. So what do we think about the introduction of a brand new character, Pelia? Let's start with Helen. I liked her. Well, I, I like Carol Kane. I, she always brings mm-hmm. a quirky energy to the characters she plays. And uh, yeah, I think she's going to be a fun character with some mystery and... Uh, and intrigue and you know she's gonna probably keep keep the crew on their toes with her with her uh oddness <laughs> for lack of a better word um i like that in science fiction i like an odd quirky character mm. you know so uh you know she seems like she's gonna be a fun addition i mean it it sucks that that hammer had to go for her to come in i would have preferred to see somebody else you know make room for pelia than, than losing hammer but mm-hmm. you know I just got some hammer, some feels. Uh, um, <laughs> Namir, what are your thoughts about this new character? Well, first of all, hammer could still be alive, Alan. So just you know, don't give up the torch. It could uh, he could come back. Um, but I, yeah, I like Pelia. I think she's a great addition. Carol Kane is fantastic. She's been mm-hmm. in, a, in a bunch of really awesome, awesome things. She's in one of my favorite movies, Scrooge. So you know, she's great. Uh, and um, I th- so I think she's going to be really, really interesting. I like that she's this weird new species, which I don't think it has ever been introduced before, right? Like the I don't think so. What, yeah, what are they called? The Le- the Leviathans, the uh, Lanthanites. Lanthanites, yeah. 
Philanthonites, yeah. I found it's nice, yeah. <laughs> it's all made it's, up, Lucas. Yeah, I don't really. know. Yeah, they don't, they don't actually exist in real life, Lucas. I'm a Lanthanite. <laughs> Mind you, Carol Kane could really be an alien because she's been an old lady for like 50, 60 years now, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the same variation of an Eastern European accent. Which I, I don't yeah. know, like, is that her real voice or 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 not? It's I not, don't right? think so. Oh, I no. think it's just that that that's her her, her ac a deliberate yeah. accent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's her acting style. Yeah, yeah. I, and so like I like the character. I think she's interesting. I think she's gonna have an interest. You know, hopefully they'll dedicate an episode to her, and then we'll find out a little mm -hmm. bit more about her backstory. And she'll have a know. dead son for sure. <laughs> It'll be a tragic backstory. <laughs> How do you feel about how about it, Jenny? Um, I, I, I really enjoyed her. I liked the sort of just, I liked the vibe. Like she just kind of wandered in and, you know, saw what was happening and was like, I'm in, this is great. Um, and I appreciated the fact that at the end of the episode, they had kind of more of a grounding conversation with her and Spock. So she's not just a complete like goofball through the whole like 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 there's clearly more to her you know i mean especially that reference um to his mother that's like her her whole deal is that she's just bored and she just wants to hang out with them yeah they seem like they'll be fun yeah <laughs> well which which makes sense for her character right because who knows how mm -hmm. old she is and so she's always looking for new experiences and so i guess the enterprise is something new and, and exciting so it it makes sense mm -hmm. I just find it strange that I've never heard of this actor before in my whole life, and this just everybody else seems to know. Carol well, you have to, you have well, to watch. She, you should have watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because she was like the crazy landlady for four seasons, and oh, it was, she was, she's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like his wife Taxi? from Taxi. Oh yeah, well, you want Taxi? Lucas only watches Star Trek. That's it. I only watch one show. You've Star seen Trek, the, what? You've seen The Princess Bride, right? I did at some point in my life. Yeah, yeah, she's. Uh, Billy Crystal's Under wife. She's like, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I kind of, You're totally lying. You don't remember any of that. <laughs> she should no, like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's move on and talk about John Wick. John Wick 4. <laughs> <laughs> and also known as. Uh, Nurse Chapel <clears throat> in uh, well, let's, first of all, let's talk about M Mabenga and this whole suddenly this whole backstory where he was part of the Klingon War mm -hmm. and uh, he's like a hardened veteran. He's got some PTSD. He's angry. Kind of reminds me of O'Brien and uh, the Wounded. Mm -hmm. A little holding a little grudge. Um, what do we think about that development? I I personally think that there was a lot more interesting story to tell with the with his daughter. And I really wish they'd stuck with that with him mm. and Kid Harry dead on and had him get caught by Starfleet and have like an ethical drama. Maybe he'd be in the courtroom instead of, instead of number one of, for his uh, violations of, 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 you know, patient rights or whatever, or the ethics of what he was doing. I wanted to see more about that because I thought that was a really interesting storyline. And then they just kind of mm. wrapped it up super quick and kind of unsatisfying. Um, but yeah, now they feel like they got to rush him into another story, and now suddenly he's a he's a Klingon, he's a war vet, and Chapel's a war vet, and yeah, it seemed to, that they just kind of plop that on us, 
and the and the fight scene i thought it was cool at first and then it and then more and more klingons kept coming out and i'm like oh this is still going for what I, it was I, I love watching jenny's expression while you guys are talking well, like she's like and then compiling all the rebuttals and yeah I'm like, this is good. well and, really and the good. fact the fact that they went from you know <clears throat> how many groups of klingons come running out to do fisticuffs <clears throat> with them before they realize hey we should just shoot them and then they decided to shoot at them because <laughs> it seems it took them a while to just bring out the phasers and like okay we're not really winning this hand to hand so mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so now jenny's gonna tell you why you're wrong and go yes okay i'm ready i'm ready to <laughs> honestly uh, honestly i think it's it, it's really interesting actually both both of what you're saying i think there's they're they're walking kind of a really weird line with a 10 episode season with standalone episodes and trying to get us to know these characters, world build, give people backstories, and also make good episodes that are entertaining to watch. It's it, like, like it's, I, I am very interested in that backstory. Like, like I really like the fact that they've actually even addressed the fact that the Klingon war happened because there's been so little, you know, talked about it. And I, I appreciate the fact that a couple of the characters, you know, have been involved in it. Um, and I think also Ortega's may have been as well. I think that was the, yeah. So <clears throat> I like that, but there's so much that they introduced just in that concept that they, you know, that they've, they're, they're both veterans. They both know about this super soldier serum stuff. Like, like, like Chapel wasn't surprised. So, did everybody have it? Like, what's the backstory on that? I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like they've bitten off a, a, a very big bite with just that little bit that they introduced there. And I'm, I, I'm concerned about them, you know, about it paying off through the season. Because there's so much, there's so much to do and so little time. Are they going to be able to, to chew this hamburger? Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And digest it. Yeah, because because you know, I mean, there's definitely stuff to talk about with that. Like, if there was this, I mean, obviously there was this like drug or whatever. But uh, you know, the implications of that and the fact that he has it, and are we getting a backstory about that, or is it going to be more about the fact that he's still got it? Is he addicted to it? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm yeah. like having. I'm having a good time. Like, I'm at a party, drinking my beer, my little stretch of beer. <laughs> I'm not reading the ingredients on the side to see what's going to make me sick mm. or what's going to be bad for me. Like <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just going to just going to read. I'm just going to drink my beer and have a good time. Maybe play some but cool. I think I think this this is actually probably not going to go anywhere because mm. I feel like they wrapped up the the whole the whole plot in this episode because I think the overarching uh, story in this season is going to be the Gorn. Because that was like kind of indicated at the end that there's a go, mm. you know, oh he he saved us from fighting a war on two fronts, you know, with the Klingons and the Gorn. So I think that this is just kind of one and done. Myself, I think that they went in, they found out that there was this plot to have a fake Federation ship instigate or reignite the war with the Klingons. Spock and the crew stopped it. They got a little little uh, pat on the back, you know, we'll forgive you for stealing the Enterprise since you prevented this this uh reignite reignition of the war and then they're just going on their merry way i don't know if it's actually gonna 
going to be followed up on. I think this might be a, a self-contained mm. um, story. It's just a lot of, it. it's a lot of loose threads for a self-contained, but yes, you're right. You're right. Assuming yeah, that this... they, they just, they destroyed their fake starship. <clears throat> they, they had blood wine celebrated with the Klingons for their, thank you for, for uh, revealing the plot. And you're now our brother Spock. Let's have a, have a drinking party and, and then they're off to their next adventure. <laughs> I'm great. That, I'm, I'm really happy you brought that up, Alan, because that's the next thing I want to talk about is the Klingons. So the Klingons are back to their original, not original, original, original <laughs> appearance, but their original appearance. After White guys that. with brown paint. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're back to the you know Berman era original uh, series bumps in the hair. So how do we feel about that? I really want to hear about from uh, Namir. Um, yeah, I'm fine with it. I, but I, I, you know, I, it's kind of safe. I, I, I kind of, I like the Discovery Klingons. I'm probably in the minority. I thought they were kind of cool. No, you and know. I, we, we agree that the Discovery yeah. Klingons were cool. Yeah, they were doing something interesting with them. They had a, a kind of a distinct and kind of terrifying culture and which was amazing like they were they were kind of doing a lot of world building there that which felt mm. fresh and new like my my favorite scene from the the either the first or the second episode of discovery was when was when burnham is on the hull outside of the klingon ship she's on the mm. hull and she realizes that they have all like the the dead klingons they're they're war dead strapped to the hull that was awesome i was like oh this is kind of interesting and new and then everyone was like, that's interesting and new. We don't want to do that. And then they, they pulled it all back. Um, back so on, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of missing it. Right now we are just got like the regular, the Klingons that we know and kind of love, I guess. And they feel very comfortable. But <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on. Are you like saying the there's hug. something from Star Trek Discovery <laughs> that you are enjoying and liking <clears throat> more than Street And it's the Klingons. It's weird. I know. I, I can't explain it. I really can't. But then I've, Discovery I've... dropped them because of the fan backlash. Exactly. Basically. So, so it's like they're not even there anymore. Yeah, those darn fans. But I, I really liked them. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, the fans? and now it's no, not the fans. The Klingons, <laughs> definitely not the fans. Um, but I, I kind of miss it. Like it's fine. It's fine. It's just what? <laughs> how, how much more can you do with them? Right? Like, what else can you do? Nothing. It's just the Klingons. At least, well, you know, if, at if least I'm, bring I'm, back like the the non, you know, the original series Klingons, the ones without the the bumpy foreheads, and then try and do something with that. That would have been fun, but nope. Okay. It's interesting about because I agree with you that the Klingons in Discovery, the way that they did it, I like like there was some really cool stuff there. I felt like I would have. The way that the Klingons were in Discovery, and I know this is completely off topic, but I <clears throat> I felt like it, I almost wanted that to be like 500 years earlier. You know what I mean? Like like earlier in the development of the Klingon culture, you know, or the, the species itself. Um, cause, because the idea of those Klingons being, what, 10 years away from goatees and flatness you know yeah it's uh, anyway that's beside the point um these ones i'm happy to see them i feel like we're not going to see much more of them i kind of feel like this is probably yeah it so it was just like hey we're back and 
That's really? It. So I don't know. Oh. Yeah. That's what I feel too. I feel like yeah, it's going to be the, the Gorn are going to be the big heavy in this season. It's not going to be the Klingons. I mm. th- I, st- I do feel like this is a this is our Klingon episode, and then we're just moving moving on. Like if we had twenty episodes, we would see them again. But I feel like there's so little time. Yeah. There's only eight it, it, more. Okay, I just yeah, have that's the problem. To say. There's only eight more episodes. Like, ha- you can't do a lot. Like, you need an episode to explain the Mbenga Nurse Chapel mm-hmm. Klingon War Super Soldier thing, right? So I, I am worried too that they're not gonna that that's it, right? Like that's all they're gonna mm-hmm. gonna do with it. And it but is interesting whole enough. Season that, three. There's a season three that they're in the middle of filming. It's true. Or yeah, yeah, they that's will be fair. as soon as they yeah. Yeah, unless they get sold to Netflix, then who knows what's going to happen. I just have three things to say about the Klingons, and that's, uh, Deutsch! Deutsch! He's going to keep trotting out those Star Trek 3. Perfect. I know. <laughs> it's been like two weeks of this. I, I mean, yeah. Listen, if you spoke Klingon, you would know that I'm referencing more than Star Trek 3. I would like the ship to go. Now. The catchphrase for Spock saying, make the ship go. Yeah. I, I thought it was amazing. That was I super agree. cranky. I think, see, Jimmy and I are on the same page. Because <laughs> I don't, Jenny. Spock isn't, there's no ego there in terms of like, well, I'm going to say the cool thing or I'm going to say the right thing. He's just, I just want, just, I want the ship to go. Just do it. You know, do but, it now. But yeah. he's not going to be a jerk about it because he's a Vulcan. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, that's the one thing we haven't talked about. So there's a there's a sort of a subplot in this episode. Oh yeah. About, about him, <clears throat> kind of like he's had too many feelings and now he can't he can't put the genie back mm-hmm. in the bottle or. The... Mm-hmm. I think it's it's an interesting exploration of that. You know, I mean, Spock is half human, so. I mean, it's fine. Like in the cage, he smiles and yeah. he has, he's like the women, you know, he like he emotionally reacts. And, and so they're yeah. just kind of playing, playing that up that, that he's kind of like a ju- juvenile a bit and still developing his emotional control. And they're kind of, you know, they're, they're using the cage as a jumping off point to make Spock, you know, have an emotional arc, you know, wrestling with his. It's really the. I feel like it's like the only way, place for the character to grow because it's you know he's such a popular character. He's he's been explored so much, and we did the whole um, culinar you know thing where he's trying to purge in motion, and then he comes full circle and he realizes you know he really needs his feelings and and so we kind of did sort of that part of the exploration, but we haven't seen the other part of the exploration, which is I'm going to go. And have some feelings, mm-hmm. and especially, ah, oh, especially because Cybok is back. Mm. Oh right. Mm. Oh, All right. Okay. So, Actually, it's gonna be yeah. so good. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. He's gonna go see Cybok. He's gonna go see Cybok and be like, he's gonna be like, help me, Cybok. Cybok is like, let me show you how you can use your passion. <laughs> and, and let's go meet God. <laughs> I'll show you how to do the salsa dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Vulcan salsa. Vulcan. Yeah, give it, get, given the fact that we know that Cybok is going to show up, that that actually is a really good point. I think that's yeah. that that yeah, gives I, this somewhere to go. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, that's kind of what I was worried about. I didn't find it that interesting because that's always kind of what they do with Spock. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, he's always got that battle between his emotions and being a, a, a Vulcan. So I was like, okay, well, they're just doing the same thing over again. But, you know, if he has to kind of, you know, go head to head with his, his half-brother, then, you know, that, that makes it kind of interesting. Um, I think Ethan Peck does a great job. I think he does a, good, a really fantastic job with Spock and kind of mm -hmm. separating those two things out where he's, like, like trying to fight his emotions. You really see it on his on his face. So he's doing it really well. And you know, you're right. Like, there's nowhere else for that character, for Spock to go, right? Uh, he's Otherwise, he's just kind of, like, I don't know, bland. There's there's nothing else there. Um, but, you know, like, I always wish that they're, they're a little bit more subtle about these things, but, you know, they only have 10 episodes. I don't think they can afford to be subtle. Mm -hmm. So they're just like, let's just throw it all on the table and, you know, make them super emotional, which is fine. Make the, make the show go. Make the show Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, so, so do we want to do our ratings for episode one now, or do we want to do the ratings all together at the end? Oh, let's do it now. Mm -hmm. I, I, what do you guys think? I think we should just do it now. Let's just do it listen now. to Namir. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's start with Namir. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a five. I thought it was okay. Um, there's a lot of things that, that bothered me about the episode. I didn't think it really hung together very well. One of the things that I uh, what really annoyed me was La'an kind of didn't have anything to do. And she really, like the last episode of last season, she was like, I'm gone. You're never gonna see me again, kind of thing. She was off on, it. and then she was just back again, you know, which which was a little bit no, strange. I, I think I think her plan was always just to help that girl find her home and then come back. Yeah, I, I know, but the way they leaving Starfleet. No, I know, but the yeah. way they set it up. <laughs> Let's go crazy here. Just reading. The That's all we're doing. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Fine. So yeah, it's 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 a five for all the previously mentioned reasons. Right. I give your re your rating a two. Let's go to Alan. <laughs> I think you could do yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, this one, I I probably, out of all the episodes I've seen so far of Strange New Worlds, this one was actually probably my my least favorite. Um, mm -hmm. It was still fine. Like, I still enjoyed it, but, you know... Uh, Better than it, Code of Honor. Well, yeah, we're not... I'm just comparing it in Strange New Worlds <laughs> in, the 11, in the 11 or 12 episodes we've seen now. And, you know... So it was fine. Um, I, I had a good time, but I, you know, I also had some logical problems with it, and yeah, some stuff didn't really, really float well with me. So I'll probably give this one a six, six out of ten. So, so sad. Okay, Jenny. I love a caper. I'll give it a solid like eight and a half. <laughs> you know, eight and a half. Where are you gonna go? There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> You're at eight and a half now. It was That's fun. <laughs> I had fun. I I oh, I don't expect explanations for things when there's so little time, and I know there's standalone episodes. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I will give it a solid seven because I want to give it room for even better episodes. Uh, but I yeah, I a, seven for me is a good time. Seven to hmm. me is I had a couple of beers. And I didn't get into a fight, and, and then I get home, and... Is that a problem where, for you? Yeah, where, where is this analogy going? Yeah. I guarantee Lucas gets into no fights, and if he did, he would not win them. Three out of ten times, that he goes out. 
But I'm, I'm just, you know, it's like a good time. I'm just yes. comparing it to a good time. You're a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Okay, that's it for episode one. Let's go right into episode two, where we do a court martial episode. Very much like the episode Court Martial, and they get to wear the same little court martial uniforms. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about our first impressions. Once again, let's start with Jenny. Hmm. First impressions. I very much enjoyed this episode. I <laughs> saw your faces. <laughs> I really. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed. This is what her faces just look like regularly. I don't know why it's funny now. Uh, the episode um, stakes felt bigish. You know, I mean, even though we, you know, we kind of have an idea like what's going to happen, but it's still the way that it was done was I thought very nicely done. I thought there was a lot of really great character work on a lot of fronts. And those uh, uniforms were sick. They looked so mm-hmm. good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Namir, now your your turn to completely destroy Jenny's. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I I like the episode. I did. I I think they should have started the season with this episode, mm-hmm. and it it annoys me that they didn't. I do agree. That. Yeah, it, and it felt weird, and they could have just got right gone into this like this this pretty good episode i have problems with it but it's i think it's because it it needed more time you know i have notes i have suggestions how they <laughs> you know i'll get on the phone with them and be like you should have done this but you know ultimately it was a pretty good episode um and it felt like a good resolution to that storyline mm-hmm. um you know i think the the comparison always going to is always going to be um you know, the Measure of a Man episode, you're comparing these two. Uh, and I, I think that episode was better and they, and it was sort of implemented better, but this was pretty good. Okay, Alan. Yeah, I agree. Like with what you said, this should have been the premiere. Um, you know, why have a cliffhanger where she gets arrested if, uh, if you're not going to follow it up with the premiere? I just think they didn't have the balls to do a talky episode as a premiere and they needed something slam bang, pew, pew, pew explosions killing i think it was uh, scheduling oh i i think i think the network or the whoever you know makes the decision probably said oh mm. we need something exciting to come out of the gate with you know, can't just talk 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 mm. they could have done and a prison probably, break they could have done a prison break they stole the enterprise and then go and <clears> break out of prison but anyway i i love this episode it felt like classic star trek it was what like i told lucas earlier it was the star trekiest Star Trek I've seen in the new in the, mm. any of the new shows right now um, so and I, I like the fact that they didn't fill it up with a bunch of like I, I thought for sure they were going to just do flashbacks and have battles you know just, just to break up the talking and I'm like wow they actually stuck with just the characters in a room talking about the issues and uh, I, I appreciated that because I, I thought mm. for sure they were just going to try to break up the boredom of talking with a bunch of a bunch of foolishness and flashbacks and things. But I'm like, oh no, they actually just talked and just told their stories. And it felt very, very original series. And you know, where the characters are doing the work and the actors doing the work and they're not just showing us a bunch of CGI. So, you know, 
I, I, it felt like a warm hug, like like this is like classic Star Trek. So, oh. I was very oh, happy. I like this episode a lot. I can tell. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I thought this episode was was stupid. Uh, really? <laughs> and uh, but I had a good time. So so I don't I don't really have any complaints per se, but I, I will uh, I will complain about some things. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, we should have talked already. Don't, well, you, don't move on to the next thing. <laughs> complain about the things. No, but I'm going to complain about them as we get to them. Mm. Oh, I see. In series. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I guess we just covered the fact that it's weird that, you know, the, the, the end of the, the, the season one cliffhanger, if you want to call that, was her getting arrested. Um... <laughs> And so it was a little weird that this is now the second episode. But um, I guess sort of as a point of departure, what this show really felt like was they were trying to do Measure of a Man. We're going to go like, we're going to talk about rights and we're going to talk, we're going to draw comparisons with uh, with race and uh, sexual orientation and gender and equality. And we're going to bring it into we're going to use um, genetically engineered people as a way to talk about those issues. Which, um, you know, I think that that works really well in Measure of a Man, but in this case, I I thought it was it was a misstep because mm. I don't feel the same way about genetically engineered people than I feel about robots. You know, and metaphorically speaking. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think? What, what do you what, what do you guys think about using? Uh, well, the first of all, that the episode was sort of, you know, talking about these world real world issues, and at the same time using um, Una's kind of you know situation as a way to, as a metaphor. Let's talk to. Mm-hmm. Let's, I'm going to ask Jenny first because you look like you're pensive. I think, um, especially coming off uh, the first couple of seasons, or I guess the first season, really, of, of Picard, that sort of, the the idea of the synths and the, you know, that, uh, I, I feel like my brain was sort of queued up for it, so I wasn't, I didn't reject it because I was sort of, I don't know, I, I, I was like, oh, of course we're talking about this. Um... <clears throat> That, uh, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I disagree with you. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I think... I'm Cisco and you're Ebert. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like that. Uh, you know, aside from um, our our time with Bashir on Deep Space Nine, we haven't really delved into. You know, we've talked a lot about the the eugenics wars and Khan and all of that, but but in terms of how uh, you know gen- gen- genetically modified people, uh, how that you know is a part or not of Starfleet and the Federation, I think it's an interesting conversation in terms of that. I just that was I liked hearing about the Illyrian experience. Um, and again, that kind of goes into, I'm always very interested to see the parts of the Federation and the Star 
the Star Trek universe that aren't like perfect because mm-hmm. I think that's always <clears throat> I believe that the Star Trek universe is about working constantly towards something better as opposed to it just being perfect all the time so I I like 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 like, like the whole utopia thing the, I don't know did I talk about this before I I I have a real problem with the whole utopia thing so I <clears throat> I don't believe utopias are possible. So it's it, it's all about working towards an ideal. So I like um, when that idea that everything is perfect is challenged. There. There we go. Okay. Okay, now I want to hear from hmm, Namir. Uh, yeah, I think that's an interesting idea because I... You know, like they tell us it's a utopia, mm-hmm. but it almost never is, right? Like it's it's never a utopia, right? And this is, and I think that I like the episode, but I almost wish that they the episode had gone further. Like I, mm. I wish that they had kind of taken a couple of risks, because you don't ever really get a sense that um, Una is ever in any real danger, right? Mm. You, you never get the sense that she's actually going to be put away for twenty years, right? And you know that's never going to happen. Right with with the measure of man, you somehow like they don't have those scenes, but you still get that feeling that it's a larger issue. Yeah, like something um, big happened. Yeah, well, because like something, you know the, something the, big the, Yeah, the the, sta- the stakes with with data was that he's gonna be disassembled. Like he's mm-hmm. gonna basically die. They're gonna chop him into little pieces, and there'll be no more data. You know, and that's a totally different thing than we're gonna lock her away for twenty years because we know that's gonna not gonna happen. Like, you know what? You know, and face it, we don't really care people go to jail but we care if people die you know no i mean i guess we always knew that you know she's going to get off somehow but i you don't really know how that's going to come about mm-hmm. and really you know at the end of it it didn't really resolve the the overall issues people are still going to be persecuted people are still going to be unfairly um you know treated for being genetically engineered the only way she got off was basically a technicality and so i have a question and it's i'm not i'm not clear on where legally the augments sit right like because it sounds like it's not illegal to be an augmented person right like you can still live in society you can still you know do whatever but you just can't join starfleet like the, just problem can't be is the, whole, the problem is, is the whole thing is a bad idea, and and this is what the the the, 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 the... <laughs> like all right, here we go. Yeah, well, you so can't answer it's... the question by just like dismissing the entire <clears throat> the, the entire thing. Well, that's what. But you're looking for you. You want it to make sense. You think that the the kind of the problem of of it is that you don't is that you're not really understanding like what are the rules in the society and that kind of stuff and what i'm saying is that is the problem you're correct but the reason that that's the problem is that from a writing point of view it's just it's just dumb and okay so this is what i'm talking about so this is my theory my theory is that the reason that genetically engineered people are um illegal or banned is that when they wrote the show you know in the whenever it was in the 80s or the 60s whenever this came up they knew that genetically engineering was was a thing and so people in the future were gonna be possibly genetically engineered Mm -hmm. but they didn't want to deal with a bunch of characters that had superpowers or whatever because that's not what the show is 
So they had to find a way to make it so, how do we nullify this thing that people in the 20th century know that there's genetic engineering and we have a show in the future and how do we make our characters not be a bunch of like, like X-Men basically. And so they said, well, we'll just, we'll just make it like a ban and then we'll just decide that's the thing, you know? And then I don't even think that the whole eugenics wars was even designed for that. I think it was just, that just happened to, to work well with what they needed. And so then it's, it's like the Klingon foreheads, just leave it alone. You don't need to explain <laughs> it. You don't need to like make episodes about it. And, you know, and let's go to trial to see if Worf is, should have his forehead or not. And do you know what I mean? And this is the same thing. They just, they're going, well, let's just make a meal out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's something that you can make a meal out of. And this is one of my problems. Not, not you and your food analogies again. <laughs> it was like all last year. It was like, it was a good meal. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I, I can't say that I agree because, I mean, you know, well, they're basically saying now the eugenics war is hand in hand with World War Three. I mean, so there's like billions of people, millions of people were killed. They had the whole the whole planet has a legitimate fear of genetic engineering and what that can bring on. So they banned it. You know, they don't. It's just a blanket ban. You know, it's like you might want to genetically engineer a kid because they're they're you know special needs like Julian Bashir and you know you want to make them smart or whatever. You know, there's those noble, noble goals, but you know, it's like for every one of those, we're going to get somebody who's like, I want to create a genetic Superman to, I want to take over the world. I want to be the most powerful human, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I think that's, what, what, what's, what's your problem with, with having, uh, you know, laws against that sort of thing? <laughs> I think it's interesting that, um, that it, is so specifically a historically Earth problem, but that the Federation as a whole has just adopted this policy as like across the board, you know? Um, And there's sort of not a lot of explanation in the rest of the universe for why, other than maybe everyone else was like, wow, that really was bad on Earth, you guys. Like... (laughs) Wow, did you see what happened on Earth? That was crazy. We definitely don't want that to happen anywhere else. You know, so I don't know. I, 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 like, like even during the trial, I was thinking about that, watching this episode. I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of like an Earth thing, isn't it? Well, I mean, they were one of the founding members of the Federation. Like, they're like a core, a core, probably policymaker in the early days. Hmm. And probably just... Maybe the Vulcans and the Andorians were like, yeah, we don't like genetic engineering either. And the <laughs> were like, well, we're kind of okay with it. No, you're outvoted. And, right. Because like, what, five of them to start, start yeah, the whole true. thing off? So, <laughs> Wait, I, I, I just thought of something. Sorry, it's just a quick question. So La'an is a descendant of Khan, right? So she's a descendant of of Khan Noonien saying I, he was I aug- had this question too I know where you're going with this oh yeah so he was augmented <laughs> genetically which means that he passes on his genetic augmentations yeah. to his kids so doesn't that get to Lon you would think that's what I was wondering too I'm like isn't she genetically engineered yeah so isn't yeah isn't she genetically engineered then I I I have a better question uh <laughs> he left her <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Like, he, 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 he we'll just park Earth. my question for something better. No. No, this is, this is, it's, it's, 
You're going to be included in this question. This is a, this is an answer to your question with a question. Oh, fair enough. So, okay. in, in 1996, uh, he, he leaves Earth. He leaves Earth with all his descendants. The only babies he had were with the babies with Marlena, what's her, whatever her name is. And on the, on the uh, SETI, SETI Alpha 5 or whatever. So that's it. So And then everybody died. They all died, right? They all died on the Reliant. There were no survivors. They all died down on the planet. So what, who, where is she from? How is she related to him? Well, was, was he, was he genetically altered as a baby or was he like a man that got genetically altered mm, and even yeah. I think I think from a poking from around from a baby like what did he, he you know what did he do on earth before he left you know ah. so I guess Laon might be the descendant <laughs> of his his uh ungenetically un engineered you know, younger brother or something. Or, <laughs> no, no, you so know, or... He was, he, or, or he was or genetically engineered like... from... He was a test tube. He was like a test tube baby. He was genetically engineered from birth. And so, yes, you're right, Jenny. He could have had another wife or a, a special friend. And, uh, you know... <laughs> no, no, but, but either way, if he was genetically engineered from birth, he mm. could pass on those genes. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so I don't get it. But, but the answer is, I think, that it's a reboot. Right, so it's like all of these. The answer is a reboot, right? So it's like all of these little details don't don't matter because you can't make all of it make sense. There's no way you can tie all this stuff together that in a way that makes logical sense. And if I could add, Mr. Namir, that also <laughs> it's just really bad writing to have a ban on a total thing. The same thing they did in Picard. They had, they suddenly decided out of the blue out of nowhere that all Romulan society decided that robots were bad. And it just makes for like boring writing. I'm so bored by that whole promise. And it's, it's completely unenforceable. Like, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Mm -hmm. You're so, very inconsistent. Yes, I don't know there's why, plenty of machine cultures this out there. episode, but like <laughs> the first one, I just don't, it, and based <laughs> on what makes sense and what doesn't, I just don't get no, it. I, no, no, I, I, I said I had a good time. I had a good time. I watched the episode. I had a good time. Uh, you know what? I think we should just assume that you're going to have a good time, no matter what happens <laughs> with every episode. That means it's almost like an automatic seven for each episode, at the minimum. <laughs> Listen, we're talking okay, about a show that, that made going to a, a, a planet where, where your dreams could come true a death penalty. You know, that was really heavy-handed, so... <laughs> And that's going back to the origins of the whole thing, so. I, I guess. I you know, know, you just gotta go with it. Okay. <laughs> that's Alan's excuse for anything. You just gotta go with it. Yeah, I don't know. I had a, know. I thought it was really well done. There's a lot of good arguments. I, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I like the prosecutor character. Yeah. Um, I wasn't quite okay, sure. So let's talk about her. I, that's what I wanna talk about next. Let's talk about Mira, the prosecutor. Not the prosecutor, the defense. You're talking oh, about, you're talking yeah. about the, the other defense. Yes, yes, sorry. I, I, I thought she Nira was great. Nira or Nira? The, Nira. I thought it was like Nira? With an M. With an M? Yes. M? I think it has an N. No, with an N. As in... Nira. 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 Are we, are we saying no? Are we saying <laughs> mo? 
Okay, how much time are we going to spend on the pronunciation of his name? It's a, just a space Mira. name. Come on. <laughs> Una's childhood friend. Mm. Are we like M like Namir? Or M? No, no, it's, 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 M, it's M like Mamir. <laughs> it's an M, so it's Mira. Okay. <clears throat> what do we think about this character? I thought she was great, by the way. I did think she was great, yeah. It was and she did she did a great great uh, job as a, as the defense attorney so um i didn't quite understand what the what the animosity was like why she was reluctant to help una or there was some sort of i think they're lovers i think they're lovers ex lovers oh yeah Agreed. yeah there was mm -hmm. there, there was a little yeah hand touching and stuff yeah there's mm. some implication there but it just seemed like like oh she she had a change of heart real real quick I guess Pike just laid on the charm there and <laughs> she's like okay I guess we're going. The other thing missing for me was was something going behind Una and flipping her off switch and taking her off her arm. That would have been good. It was a real missed opportunity, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since she's not a robot, so yeah. like ripping off her arm, blood everywhere. <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was interesting too. Like, to explain. I, 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 I guess the Illyrians, you know, must have a variety of genetic modifications because she says like some people can pass, mm -hmm. and then and then others can't. And so, some people have two heads. Some people have two heads. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and that would have been really cool to see, right? Like, because my under like they go to the the Illyrian planet, but they just all look like humans. Yeah. Right. Like they don't look genetically different in any way. So, I you know I think that's that's kind of like the the adding flavor to the whole thing and 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 the world building that's kind of missing right so i i don't i never really got the why the prejudice like i mentioned mm -hmm. before I, I don't i still don't understand why the prejudice exists and that that to me is a bit fundamental to, to making this whole episode work you just kind of have to accept it but you know i'd have a lot an easier time kind of believing it if it was was demonstrated on screen um mm -hmm. and it wasn't I thought I did a perfect explanation as to why it didn't make any sense. Now you don't have to and wonder I, I mean, and I guess I, I also appreciated in this episode too, just, just the sense of family amongst the ensemble, like how uh -huh. they all rally around her. Like Spock had a nice moment where, you know, it was like, oh, I sense she was hiding something. It's like uh, her love of Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> it's like, there's <laughs> nice little moments like that. And like uh -huh. Mabanga says that she you know how how you know much integrity she has basically referencing the fact that that you know he shared a secret about the the sick daughter in the transporter and and she she you know supported his 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 work um and his and kept his secret you know so it was nice to see all that camaraderie amongst that it felt like you know there you know there's a nice family feel to that ensemble that you know i don't feel when I'm watching like Discovery or anything like that like I don't feel like that ship is as much a even though they say oh we're a family you know but I don't feel it as much as I'm feeling it in this show hmm. I, I I think I find those things cringy I think you I you like, like the that... ship will go now that really cringy stupid comedy moment when they're supposed to be stealing a ship and then they just stop to have a joke you love that but you don't like these nice character moments in this courtroom this is the, this is the episode with all the friendships end. I can, I can feel it right now <laughs> oh my god! No, but I, I, I felt like no. I, I think it, it, because I, 
I like the fan, the crew of the ship being a family as a metaphor. And when you use it as a metaphor, it's beautiful, you know, but Kirk and Picard don't go around going, we are a family, you know, but then when you start like voicing it, it then becomes kind of- I don't think they voiced it in this. It was just the way they were like rallying around her. They didn't say we're a family, but they're just the thing. No, I think they said that, that, that somebody who said the word family, because that's what, that, that's what threw me off. I was like, nah, I don't, don't talk about family. It's just weird. It's a workplace. <laughs> It's a workplace where you live. Some people like the people they work with. Mm. Yeah, we can all be friends. Don't bring family into it. I feel like what was missing was a good Picard speech, personally. That would have made, that mm. would have taken it up a little a notch for me, but yeah. no Picard speech. There's no Picard speech, <laughs> and I didn't quite buy the reasoning. Like, the legal argument across the whole thing was pretty shaky. I, you know, I, I don't... Yeah, well, like, like, why bring up something like this? If, if then you're not going to resolve it with the issues. If you're just going to re resolve it with a thing over here, which is a technicality. Yeah. Like... I don't think you can just change everything with a, with a three-person tribunal. Like, the, mm. you know, they're probably going to have to revisit this and have a committee and some research and studies. And, yeah. I mean, and you know, it's, it's, everything takes take time and red tape and bureaucracy to get any sort of actual change in, in government or constitution what? or whatever it's you a know. fictional show you could do whatever you want what are you talking <laughs> about oh wait a minute no no, no 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 you don't get to say that after complaining about the military not chasing the ship <laughs> yeah yeah you, yeah you want you, you want to say that star trek is like oh it's the best one it's like they're they're focusing no, no, on no, the military I... and organizational aspects of it i'm like well that's the reality of of lawmaking is like mm. it has to go through all these changes it has to go through the senate and the house and blah blah blah, blah. you know I feel like you're pointing out the fundamental flaw of the episode, which is not really the fault of anybody or anything like that, but it's just, you know, there's been so many courtroom dramas and so many courtroom shows, even on Star Trek, mm -hmm. it's been done to death. And so you're just doing a thing you've done a hundred times before. It's really hard to like make it interesting and fresh. And so that was my problem from the beginning with the show. I'm like, look, the show is not going to be great because it's just going to be all the same stuff that always happens. There's always like the lawyer that doesn't want to take the case and needs to be convinced. And there's a conflict between the thing and then there's going to be like, I object sustained. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. You know, like that's just what it's going to be. And at the end, they're going to just be like, and I win. Ha ha. There was a technicality. It was weird that there was like no mention of of Spock stealing Pike's ship. Like Pike was back with his crew, and they were doing. Mm. It, was, it was like there was mm. like it's like, hey Spock, what what happened? And it was like, why did you steal the ship? What 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 was all that about? It was like, oh, and Laon's back. I'm like, oh, where you been? How you been doing? <laughs> like, was, there was none of that at all. Like, that's the that's again. It's the it it's that like. You know, we've got 10 episodes and we've decided that they're all going to be standalone episodes. So how do you do that without doing that? Well, they they, they, yeah. they troubled themselves to make a scene la last week where he mm. said, okay, I'm packing up to go meet this this yeah. attorney across the, the, the galaxy. Uh, you know, but then this week they didn't have a little scene saying, it's like, oh, you really dodged a bullet there. You know, you could have been, you need to drum down the Starfleet there for stealing my ship. And, mm -hmm. But no, they don't even mention, 
mentioned the uh, the starship theft at all. It's like everything's just hunky dory. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I love about Star Trek. It doesn't matter what happens during the episode, but by the end of the episode, it's just the way it was at the beginning yeah. of the episode. <laughs> Okay, uh, unless there's something else, I'm gonna go right to the to the ratings of episode two. Ad Astra, blah blah blah, is a is a horrible title. Okay, so <laughs> let's start with let's let's start with with uh, with Jenny. I didn't have as much fun this time, but I really liked it, which gets into that question of like, how do you start with an eight and you know, so, <clears throat> hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not sure where to put it. I mean, I, I, I mean, there was some really nice writing. There was in terms of like the speeches, um, and I don't know, like it's seven, but no, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I totally I feel, I feel like she's, she's putting, she, sounds like you're putting <laughs> down right. your okay, You know what? I'm doing a, I'm, I, I, I'm doing a retroactive switch of the last one to seven, and this one's an eight now. There we go. It's an eight. This one's better than the than the last episode. I think it's a better episode, but I had but but okay. This is a better episode, but but I had more fun. Listen, this is your life. You should do whatever you want with your life. But I think if you had a good time on the other episode, that should be higher rated. <laughs> I think she sounds like she's afraid to hurt Star Trek's feelings. <laughs> That's usually your job, Alan. I come by this honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, all right, okay. This, yeah. I stay, okay. Number one was eight, this is a seven. Okay, great. But the, no, the number one was eight and a half. I just want to point that out. Oh, it was. Okay. <laughs> well, then I'll give this a seven and a half for the costumes. Mm. Okay, there we go. Okay, Namir. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I liked it much better than the other one. What did I give the other one, a five? I, I did, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give this one a, a six because I want to give myself space to add better episodes with better ratings. So I got to give myself a little bit of a... Why bar. do you want to do that? You hate all these shows. <laughs> I don't hate them. You never got to a 10 last year. Just, just you No, just there's no... Room. Because, there's no room. you know... What room? No, a, a, a 10 is like sacred. It's like a sacred ten. The, the closest he got last year, I think, was what Memento Mori, where where the with the yeah. door in the submarine battle. You and I think you only gave that like what seven and a half. No, I gave that at least an eight. That was a good episode. I gave it an eight for sure. Yeah. But that was definitely the high water mark. There's there's nothing better than that episode in this show for me. <laughs> that was an awesome episode. So so no, this is no, definitely a, a seven. No, 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 Namir's eight is like an Allen eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Alan, I'd love to hear from you. Would you? Well, here you go. I love this one. I thought Mm -hmm. it was a classic Trek. I mean, we didn't talk about really the sets either, but I love the whole aesthetic. I think that they they really, they brought that TOS aesthetic and it still works even even in 2023. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I appreciate all the style visually of this. And uh, again, the speeches, the writing, I, I was really engaged the whole time uh, watching it, um, and I do. I, I love Star Trek when it when it confronts a more a moral quandary. Uh, those are some of my favorite episodes. So um, I would give this one. I feel like I'm gonna give this one a nine. 
I really enjoyed this one. I think it was like nice. top tier, top tier Star Trek. <laughs> and especially, especially coming there, you know, from the stuff we've seen in the recent years, like this is this is probably some of the best Star Trek I've seen out of out of the the new crop. Um, you know, because this is what I want to see. I want to see right. them do do a classic type story, and you know, I feel like they 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 feel like we're we're you know like an AD. ADHD society where we can't sit and watch some people talk their problems out without without you know explosions and CGI monsters and and all this. So I appreciate like yes, they actually had the balls to just just talk it out, you know, and not <laughs> not just uh, say oh the viewers are probably getting bored. Let's let's throw in some some foolishness. So you know, I I, I like the classic Trek feel. It, it felt really good. Warm hug. Had a good time. Nine out of ten. It was actually a warm hug in the episode, so I know that probably got, yeah, that probably got an extra point just for the warm hug. I know yes, warm I hug love... that, that had a warm hug. Yeah, Pike's, Pike's so great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you secretly want him to be your dad. He's just gonna like maybe he'll just be my dad. <laughs> I, I wish. Yes, I wish. You know. Yes, I wish Pike was in my he life. Could, I, I wish he could be all our dads. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Hmm. Yes, I want to give this episode a seven because I just, you know, I had a good time. There was a lot of dumb things about it, but I had a good time. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the biggest problem for me was this idea of using it as a metaphor for, you know, um, you know, sexism or racism or these prejudices against, uh, against people. Is that, is that one those prejudices happen it's because that's the per that's the way the person is and there's nothing wrong with the way the person is that's how they are naturally but a genetically engineered person is not that way naturally so i thought it was a little weird but that's that was their comparison thing that, that it could have been stronger um but no that's it but i, I but i love the costumes and um and everything else I just you know I just remembered one. I just remembered one thing that I really liked. Uh, I love that they they use they use the old memory cartridges in that machine, oh, like yeah, the, the clear guess. memory mm -hmm. cartridge, and, they, and you hear like them put it in. And there's a like a little chunk. It's like mm. chunk. It's like yeah. it doesn't make any sense, but it's you know. It's, I know it. It's cool. I enjoyed too. They had like like the the computer like reciting because it kind of reminded me like of the original series where the computer working, and then it was like. <laughs> Captain Kirk, Starfleet serial number, Obama. and it was like they had, and because they're basically reciting like a lot of uh, of April's adventures too. It's cool to hear some yeah. of April's Captain April's uh, prime directive breaking adventures. That was awesome, actually. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Get that. Yeah, I like that backstory of of, of his command. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you guys notice that they they um, conveniently forgot that there's a little truth monitor that they put their hands on and they have to tell the truth, otherwise the computer knows that they're telling a lie. That's like a whole thing, but they just oh, pretended right. Like... And they even had their hand on it. Did you guys yep. see that there was, like it was happening, but it was just like, that's for the people who know, but we're not going to talk about that. Because... I thought that was like the space Bible or something where they put their hand in the Bible and swear to, to tell the truth. <laughs> no, I don't think they forgot about it. I think they, there's, because there's a moment where one of the prosecutors is like, May I remind you, you're under oath, and they cut to to Una's hand on the thing, so it's clearly oh. being implied that that thing tells us, mm. you know, is a lie detector. And I remind her that she does not want to perjure herself, 
so you're wrong. Space Bible. On that note, <laughs> let's. Uh, this is we're going to wrap it up. This is uh, our reviews of episode one and two. We'll be back next week to do episode three, or maybe episode three and four together. Um, that's it. That's all I got, man. You guys need to wrap this up because we I need just... a closing. We need a closing joke. I already have I, my, just... I already know. I already have the closing joke is when Namir says, "I have a positive thing to say," and then that's what. <laughs> <laughs> But then nobody gets to hear my positive thing. <laughs> <laughs>